welcome back to the Football Weekly podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by my good friend, Victor Schwab. James, uh, again, honoured to be here. <laughs> it's an absolute honour to be alongside you as well, man. Um, welcome back to the Football Weekly podcast with Kickstocks. Uh, it's not the most creative name, we know that. We're actually looking for a new name for this podcast. We've been trying to put our creative heads together and so far haven't come up with anything that good, to be honest. So we want to put it out to you, the people. If you've got anything, uh, if you've got a good name for this podcast that you think could work, please feel free to send in suggestions and the uh, person with the best creative answer will get a shout out on the podcast. Sounds good. Sounds good to you? Sounds good. Are you happy with that? I'm happy with that. Good man. <laughs> So, in this podcast, we're going to get straight into it. In this episode, we'll be discussing uh, briefly the future of German football. We'll be looking at, is Jaden Sancho really worth the hype? Erling Haaland, has he got the most unique interviewing style in football? And of course, we're going to have a look ahead at this weekend's headline fixtures, along with a roundup of key players to watch and some insider tips on how to boost your Kickstocks portfolios. First of all, briefly, we're just going to touch upon um, some of last weekend's action. You ready to get stuck into it, Wick? Let's do it. Let's do it. Just before we get started, Vic, with the podcast, um, I just want to address some feedback that we've had from some of our friends, some of our yeah. listeners. Uh, we've had a few people who've got in touch and they were actually asking, do you guys actually know each other? Because um, based on last podcast, on the first episode, uh, there were times it did sound like or came across as if I was interviewing you for a role at Kickstocks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I just, want to, I just want to put it out to the people out there. Yes, we are actually friends. <laughs> and we've known each other for over 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, look, ultimately, we're just uh, two mates, two football enthusiasts who sit down and we just want to talk about the sport that we love and um, break down some good Bundesliga action for you guys and hoping that you join us along the journey. So sit down, kick back and uh, hope you enjoy the ride. So just to begin with, just to start, football seems like it's actually getting back in business now. It's uh, it's kicking off again. Yeah. So Premier League have actually announced their restart on uh, June 17th. I think uh, Javier Tebas came out recently, La Liga president, and said something similar June 12th for Serie A, June 13th, uh, sorry, June 12th for La Liga. And uh, Italy as well. And Italy as well. Yeah. Um, so it's looking like people are actually getting back to business and teams are resuming full contact training now. So um, yeah, it looks like football is back on the menu now, Vic. I think I think it's 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 interesting that Italy and Spain, you know, two of the countries which are uh, hit most or hit hardest by uh, the coronavirus, mm. that they're you know uh, getting geared up to uh, to resume. I mean, I, I've I've been loving the Bundesliga for sure, for sure. I don't know if you saw um, that they introduced this uh, the stadium sound at the you know the fictional stadium yeah, sound so with the games. I, I heard about that. So yeah. I know that Sky introduced it for some games, uh, and I know that you said also Fox Sports introduced it for some games. I didn't actually hear it, but you watched a couple of games, did you? Yeah, I mean, I. Th- I think it's genius. You know, it's a simple solution. Does it add anything? It definitely does. It yeah. definitely does. You know, if you just don't look at this, uh, don't look at the stands, uh, don't look at the stadium. You're, it's, it's like it's, uh, it's the same old, so, same so, old. So what do they do? Every time they score a goal, they put like a chair. Well, I think they have these guys who like, you know, edit at the back when they see something happening. They, you know, they increase the volume of the cheer yeah. when, when there's a dangerous <laughs> player or anything. You know, it's a, it's a nice job to have. You know, who knew that that job would ever exist? I was about to say, <laughs> cracking job, cracking yeah, job. I think I think it definitely adds something. I mean, you see that, you know, in these times that people get more. Uh, innovative of, yeah, uh, of, yeah. of these kind of things. Yeah, it is actually pushing the boundaries of um, how clubs, how leagues, federations, TV broadcasters, whatever, they're trying to really improve um, their fan engagement. Yeah, uh, And I think one of the biggest criticisms that came out of the opening weekend, 
look, it was great that football was back, but the atmosphere just seemed a bit down, seemed a bit dim, didn't it? So exactly. I guess they're looking at ways of just trying to make it feel like the real thing again. So let's see what the, what else they come up with. Yeah, exactly. So just going back briefly, um, it'll be really interesting to see how La Liga and Serie A actually cope with this because there was already criticisms when the Bundesliga started again. And if you trusted anyone, let's be honest, if you trusted anyone to get uh, resumption to football right, it's going to be the Germans. You know, The Germans are on top of it. <laughs> when it comes to you know logistics, operations, testing, whatever it is, they're going to be bang on the money. So everyone sort of sat back and was just observing as to how the Bundesliga were going to cope. And by all accounts, I think they've done quite well. Yeah. Um, but situations in Italy and Spain might be a bit trickier. And, and England, by all accounts, might be a bit trickier. So <laughs> the first couple of fixtures coming back from the Premier League, it's going to be nice. It's going to be the uh, two games in hand, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United and Manchester City, your very own dearest Manchester City. And this guy's actually wearing a Manchester City shirt now. Yeah, for the people who can't see us, uh, we decided to get in the spirit, you know, get in uh, the football spirit by wearing uh, yeah, our you, favorite team jerseys. You, you James, can you explain what kind of shirt you're you, wearing? You tried to ship that absolute filth, that monstrosity onto me, and I said, no way. Because um, for anyone out there, I'm a Manchester United fan, so there's no way I'm wearing any blue. Uh, so I've got probably a pretty good King's Day shirt on, actually, yeah, to for be sure. fair. I've got an Ivory Coast shirt. Uh, rocking the Ivory Coast. I'm a bit disappointed. No name on the back. I would have hoped. No. For, I would have hoped maybe a, a, a cheeky DJ? Didier Drogba or maybe a Yaya. I don't know. Uh, I kept it neutral. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, you never know with you if you're going to wear it or not. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Don't tempt me. Uh, but let's focus on the Bundesliga now because that's the only league that's uh, actually got it. games. Let's do it. Quick recap from last weekend's fixtures. Uh, we're just going to touch upon them briefly. Uh, the big one that stood out for you, I guess it's got to be. If there's only one, isn't there? Ah, there's only one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was the, you know the, the decider. Yeah, I personally Dortmund. hoped. You know, I'm not a fan of either team, but I personally hoped that Dortmund would win to make it more uh, exciting. But you know, Bayern, sure. Bayern's got the championship in the bag. So, what did you make of the game? Because it was one nil. So I was a bit disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I mean, oftentimes, especially in the Prem, you get these big fixtures, these classics, yeah. and it's it's all hyped and everyone's super excited for it. And then they sort of happen and you get a nil-nil, one-nil, it sort of feels like a bit of a damp squid. And we got a one-nil. I mean, quality Kimmich goal, can't deny that. Beautiful yeah, chip. I gotta say, Neuer would have would have would have saved it. I think. I think so as well. Yeah, I think uh, Burke is he's a good goalkeeper, but he will, he's not a goalkeeper who will win you championships. No, no. Uh, there is an argument to be made. I think definitely that he could have gotten a better palm on it, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can't. You can't deny. The effort from Kimmich, though, the fact that he barely had any time to think about it, he chipped it from the top right of the box ah. and got it in goal. I mean, pff, for me, beautiful goal. Apparently, he scored three Bundesliga goals this season from outside the penalty area now, which is more than any other Bundesliga, not Bundesliga, Bayern Munich player, sorry. So that's pretty Good impressive as well. Yep. And uh, Neuer made his 400th Bundesliga appearance as well. So um, since his debut in 2006-2007. So no player has played as many Bundesliga games as him this season now. So he's, uh, he's an absolute stalwart in that league. Um, any other games that stood out for you, maybe? No, but I think, you know, if you... You know, talk about there's a, there's been a lot of talk about Davies after his run, his tackle from mm. uh, when Holland was like 100 meters yeah. uh, in front, and he still managed to get through. You know, this guy is so quick. What was it, 35 kilometers an hour? He ran, uh, which is spectacular, of course. And, he's on uh, jets. Yeah, but uh, you know, some say, which is Thomas Muller said as well in the interview afterwards, he's the 
He's their own roadrunner. But some also say he, sh- he shouldn't even have been there or he shouldn't even have had to make that spectacular save because yeah. he was positioned badly. So uh, there's an argument to be made, but you know, it just it just looks cool. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, he, he, I mean, he's a brilliant player. I absolutely yeah. love Afonso Davies. From a Kickstarter perspective, is he is he a good guy to invest in? He's definitely a good guy to invest in. And you see that more and more he gets more attacking, um, uh, delivers dangerous crosses uh, uh, from the side. And, mm. and, you know, he's so quick. So he can almost outrun any uh, any wingback, yeah. even when he's playing that position himself. So uh, so I would definitely recommend, uh, well, we'll talk about the preview in a bit, but mm. uh, I think he'll only grow also on kickstocks. I've got a, I've got a quick kickstocks question, actually, um, just as a technicality. When you're actually investing in a player, is it worth going for any players that play in like a top six team in the Prem or players that play for the big teams? Because, I mean, they might be valued quite high already because they're already highly rated, no? Yeah, most of them. But the thing is, it all depends on the on the, on their actions on the field, right? right? If they have a good game, anyone can have a good game. Anyone can have a bad game if you're playing for a good team or a bad team. The, 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 the teams from the top team or the players from the top teams are usually more expensive. But more often than not, they're the attacking side, create chances. So uh, so that's, the, that's the, the strategy that you have to take when... Uh, when you're yeah. playing our game. So let's be honest, Bayern, Bayern have pretty much won it now, haven't they? Yeah. Seven points ahead of Dortmund. Yeah. There's uh, no nine way points they... ahead of Leipzig. There's no way they're catching them now. No way they're going yeah, to... They, gonna... they got to lose three and then Dortmund have to capitalise and win those three as well. Um, it's good so maths. I, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think um, it's going to be tough and sadly, we're probably going to see another Bayern win this year. Um, do you think that... Sadly, not for the Bayern fans. Not course, for the Bayern fans. Of course not. Do you think, do you think that affects the appeal and the attractiveness of the Bundesliga no but I mean they kept it they kept it tied to the end and like we discussed last week tables so close together right so I think this this was the this was the decider but uh, you know there's plenty of other teams uh, fighting for Champions League spots fighting against relegation you know within a couple points of each other so there's plenty of uh, other games to watch yeah there's still a lot to play for Okay, so sh- who do you think is going to finish second then? Because second might be an interesting choice. Oh, it's got to be Dortmund. I mean, they're so solid. Their their wing backs are are just you know out of this world. They create so much danger attacking attacking wise. Guerrero and uh, Hakimi, and then you have this. You know, they usually play in a four two three one or four three two one. I gotta say it right with uh, defensive mids Dahoud and Delaney. Uh, you know, really controlling it. And then you have Brandt, Hazard, uh, Sancho on the bench, by the way, mm. uh, and Holland, who's uh, who's, uh, who's been a good finisher. So you know their their team is just so solid. I think their keeper could be better. I think um, and maybe their center you know their center backs make a couple of mistakes, but they're, they're just a solid team. No, I gotta agree on that. But I also think Leipzig could be a dark horse. You know, I mean, I remember I watched them not in the last game, but the game before against Mainz uh, when they beat them five one five nil. Sorry, absolute grilling. Yeah, uh, and I've not seen a team put so many men in the box every time they go forward it's ridiculous I mean yeah. every time they're going forward they have four or five men in the box every time working hard really physical team I reckon they could be a dark horse for a second you know I, you know what I'm even willing I'm willing to put down a wager with you well let's uh, let's hear it let's put down a little wager right I reckon Leipzig will finish second this season above Dortmund I think and I if think. they don't if they don't you'll shave your moustache <laughs> let's not get ridiculous now come on no if they don't I'd say uh, on the final podcast of the season I want you sitting there across from me wearing a Manchester United shirt <laughs> I want to see it I want to see it and if, if Dortmund finish second I'll sit here across from you and you'll shave your moustache I'll, I'll have a shaven moustache there we go and I'll wear a Manchester City and shirt that's a deal let's shake on it alright deal <laughs> right let's crack on to the next yeah. section shall we
So, um, one of the controversial points of Dortmund this year, which has been a disappointment for a few fans, has been the absence of Jadon Sancho. What do you make of that? I mean, I think I think this this shows that Lucien Favre, the coach of Dortmund, is not a championship coach. Like he doesn't. He, I mean, he's a good coach. He plays good football, but there's just no way that you can leave your best player. You know, the stats back it up that you can leave your best player on the bench. You know, you find room to to put him in. Yeah. And I think every time or the past uh, the past three games where he's come in, you see that he he just brings so much to the pitch, right? So uh, you see it also in the in the actions. He has so many dribbles, dangerous dribbles. Uh, almost all of his passes are forward, you know, which also increased the price in kickstocks. So that's <laughs> quick link there. But um, no, I just I just think I would never leave him out of the starting lineup. What's weird for me is that he was actually a regular starter before. Uh, COVID hit, so before the, the the interim, and since we've come back, he's not been starting at all. So I don't know if that's something to do maybe with all the speculation of him actually leaving. Maybe he thinks it's either affected his focus, or whether he just wants to get him out of the spotlight, or whether actually behind the scenes, Jaden Sancho just hasn't been training as hard. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's something there. I'm not this, sure. This, uh, from Sancho's point of view, this definitely doesn't help uh, him wanting to stay at Dortmund. No, but do you reckon he's gone at the end of the season? You reckon he's going? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, there's a lot of speculation in the papers, and let's be honest about. Around anywhere between 90 to 95% of what's posted in the journals is just rumor, it's yeah. speculation. You know, yeah. journalists never, never share their sources, and um, yeah, they like to just write a good story. But there's lots of stories linking Jaden Sancho to Manchester United, other teams such as Chelsea. But money on seems to be him going to the Prem. Do you reckon he's worthy of the Prem? Yeah, for sure. I would love to see him in the Premier League. I, you know, is he good enough to be the biggest signing of Man United? That's a different question. Do you reckon he's worthy of the number seven shirt at United? Well. I think I mean, is. In, I, in, I, in United's current state, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. definitely. That's but, a low blow. No, well, but I think I think it's obviously what he's done at Dortmund has been amazing, and he, you know, he's 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 really performed. He's been the key player in the Bundesliga. Really want to watch, but you know, is he good enough to be that same type of player in the Premier League? I say no, or at least not yet. Um, I think that you know, there's plenty of examples of of players who perform well at Dortmund in the Bundesliga. Think of Dembele, but at the highest, highest, highest stage. It's just, you know, it's, it's too much for them. So I, th- I don't think he's there yet. I definitely think he could get there. Mm. I, th- I actually think he could be just what United need at the moment. I mean, United have been short of a really good right winger for a while. No one, in my opinion, has been worthy of wearing the number seven shirt since Cristiano Ronaldo left. I mean, let's be honest who we had. We've had Angel Di Maria come in, absolute flop. We've had Memphis Depay. I, I quite rated him. I liked him. Just didn't suit United at the time. Louis van Gaal didn't do him any favours there, obviously. We've had Antonio Valencia wear the number seven shirt. I mean, it's just been embarrassing. I, th- I think he could come in, and he's already got the number seven for Dortmund. I mean, I, I reckon that was maybe looking slightly forward ahead with United potentially coming into pounds. What would make it great is that he was ex-City as well, which would make it even better. It's just wishful thinking, James. He's shown steady progression over the last two seasons, right? First season at Dortmund, 12 goals. He's got. He's the third highest goal scorer in the league this season with 14 goals. He's uh, on expected goals. He's got 8.2 expected goals. So that essentially means of all the goal scoring positions he's been in, you would be expected on average to score 8.2 goals. He's got 14. Second in assists in the Bundesliga, only one behind uh, Thomas Muller with 16 assists. He's got nine expected assists. He got 14 all of last season. Improvement there as well. Shot conversion rate of 30% from 47 shots which for me is pretty clinical and an 82.5% pass completion rate which is better than some midfielders get I mean the stats don't lie I mean he's, he's, he's a good player he's progressing and for me he's the type of creative spark that Manchester United are lacking right now and I think I think he could fit like a glove in that number 7 shot you've really done your research haven't you <laughs> I, I, I have I mean, you know what because I knew you were going to come in and I knew that you weren't going to agree on this so I did my research I came prepped nah, I think he's I brought a, ammo to my arsenal I think he's a, he's, a, he's a quality player but you know the Premier League is a whole different ballgame you're going to argue those numbers Vic 
I can't argue well, stats. Are, hit you know. me some stats. Kick sucks is all about stats. You're the stats I man. I can't, I, I, I can't argue the stats. So uh, I'll believe you there. But uh, I just hope you got them from Kick sucks as well. But does um does a player's value on Kick sucks go up after a transfer? So let's just say no. Jaden Sancho would have transferred to United, wouldn't affect his stock. No, value. it wouldn't affect him. It's it's purely what he does on the pitch, um, and uh, yeah, his popularity on the platform. Uh, another talking point after the Dortmund Bayern game was uh, a particular interview from Erling Haaland. Uh, this was it, after it, the Schalke. It was game. after the Schalke game. Apologies. It was he was criticised for being very monosyllabic after that, and he basically answered all the questions with yes or no answers. Yeah, um, the seen, robot. Exactly. <laughs> is he or is he not the greatest interviewer of all time? Well, and, I, and in your opinion, just a quick one: Is it important for great footballers to be great interviewers as well? Do you care? No, I mean, obviously nowadays everyone's doing media training, everyone's giving the same answer. Uh, are you happy with your hat trick? No, I'm just happy that we got the three points, you know, that kind of stuff. And that really, you know, gets old. So I, I always like someone who gives a unique perspective uh, in interviews. I, you know, what Haaland did was, was, was a new one for me. Um, I've never seen that before. Really, just one word answers in the interviewer. Also, <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was by, strange. By all accounts, he's 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 not a, a dumb kid. He's quite a clever guy. I think he's quite sensible. He's got a good head on his shoulders. It just seemed like a really weird interview. I don't know. I mean, it's a one-time thing. I don't think he's going to do it all the time. But I, I think for me, I like seeing my top players giving good interviews afterwards as well. I just think for the fans, it's nice, and it's nice to think that you know the players because it, it, it does make you sometimes feel like the players aren't just robots. You know, they are people with personalities, and you get to know them a little bit better on camera. Um, but when a player pulls that I mean, I mean I had to laugh I can't deny yeah. it's probably one of the funniest things I mean, I've seen in the world you're hearing something which you've never heard before in an interview I mean that's great right Yeah. how many of the same interviews have you heard that's true should we move on So, with Bundesliga in the spotlight, it brings a certain attention to German football. You think um, people are getting a greater appreciation of just the quality of German football? And um, do you actually think the future for German football is quite bright at the moment? Because, I mean, they had a pretty horrendous uh, World Cup run, last World Cup. I think the future of the national team is one of the brightest there is out there. Especially, you know, people... The focus in the Bundesliga is, is a lot more nowadays, obviously. But if you look at the, the, the talents they have, you know, the young talents, Gnabry, Werner, who everyone in the world knows, Havertz, who's really, you know, I don't know what this guy did in the Corona times, but he's just on point. <laughs> um, Alexander Nubel, the, 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 the Schalke goalie, which Bayern bought yeah. uh, as a replacement for uh, Manuel Neuer, who's 33, I think. You know, these are young guys who are really performing in, in their league. And then, again, you have uh, guys like Jonathan Ta, defender of Leverkusen, Niklas Sula um, from uh, Bayern, who's 24. They're both 24. Joshua Kimmich, who looks like he's been there for ages, but he's only 25. You know, they still have plenty of years to go. I mean, their, their talent pool is just so rich. I can't stand seeing the Germans uh, with this much talent, honestly. But Well, you know the famous Gary Lineker quote, right? Hit me with it. <laughs> oh, now i got to say it right. <laughs> but it's something along the lines of like, you know, football is a very, uh, uh, very simple game. Uh, 22 men play against each other and at the end, uh, the Germans always win. The Germans always win. Yeah. Always win. And on bloody penalties as well. Yeah. On penalties. But now, look, I mean, you can't deny the Germans have got this long, illustrious history of producing really good talent. No matter what the strength of the German squad is like, you can never discount them any major tournament they go to. And they just seem to perform always on the big occasions. So... It's looking good. Um, one man who's synonymous with the German national team is Joachim Lowe. The finger sniff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Finger sniffing Mr. Lowe. What a man he is. What a man he is. Beautiful man. Why do you call him that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, if, if the only reason you wouldn't know this is if you were living under a rock. I mean, uh, he got caught not once, but twice. Um, scratching his his um, his ass, <laughs> and uh, and uh, scoping scoping a smell afterwards. Um, I don't know why he does that. I mean, he thing is he got caught the first time doing it during the World Cup, and then he oh. came out and he just said it's a reflex reaction thing, and then he got caught doing it literally a week later on camera. Um, anyway, hey, that's that's irrelevant. If it makes the Germans win, you know, yeah. I don't blame <laughs> Maybe that's the secret sauce. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. In all seriousness, he it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad job to 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 be coach of the German national team for no. the next coming. Year. Years, I think. Okay, so what's the first game you want to review? What are we looking at? What do you think? What's the juiciest fixture you see coming up on the weekend? I think it's interesting because both Bayern and Dortmund are playing against uh, relegation candidates. Bayern yeah. is playing against Dusseldorf, who are 16th and um, Dortmund is playing as Paderborn, who are who are last. So I think that will be a goal massacre uh, or goal fest. Yeah, I think, so too. Um, I think so too. The question is, I mean, the question. There's no question that Bayern is going to be champions, but it, I know hopefully we'll see some nice attacking football, love goals from mm. those matches. Mm. Uh, Leverkusen is playing as Freiburg. The goalie of Freiburg, by the way, had an amazing game. Um, Against Frankfurt, even though he had to concede three, yeah, he had yeah, a yeah. record thirteen saves. Did he went up massively by? A, it was a cracking game, that yeah. as well. Was, um, they looked like running away with it, Freiburg. And then, Would uh, have been a good call if you had him in your uh, Kickstocks portfolio. Mm. Uh, so let's see what he what he does against Kai Havertz and, uh, and Leverkusen. You know they lost four one. No one expected it last match. So um, do you think Kai Havertz is going to go up? Kai Havertz, I reckon he'll go up. He has to. Surely he's the golden boy. Come on, anything he does is gold. All right. Uh, but uh, we heard it here first from James Cavanaugh. I'm putting my neck on the line. I'm putting my reputation on the line. I reckon he goes up for sure. Um, but don't take my word for it, right? I'm, I'm, if, if you lose any value in your Kickstarter portfolio this weekend, it has nothing to do with me, okay? Um, so what game are you going to be watching then? Probably the Bayern, Bayern game or? Uh, Frankfurt's playing Wolfsburg. I think, you know, that can, you never know with Frankfurt. They, you know, they can concede three, make three, score three. Um, I think, you know, Schalke Werder is always an interesting game. It disappoints me that Werder is so low. Can we can we just take a moment to just uh, acknowledge just how poor Schalke have been this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Do you want to give a, a certain shout out to? I want to give a shout out to to Hennis <laughs> because um, Hennis, if you're listening to this, what is going on, man? Honestly, I mean Schalke have been abysmal. They started off the season so promisingly. Yeah, uh, I think that they they the first ten to fifteen games. Great form, and then since then it's been relegation form. Nothing, nothing is right. Nothing is going right there. So, Hennis, uh, next time, next week, uh, <laughs> you know, give us a call and uh, <laughs> defend your your love for Schalke. And yeah, we'll, Hennis, exactly. Or, or give an explanation. What what are they doing? Hennis, honestly, um, Schalke now more than ever need some uh, positive voices to back them up. So, if you want to come on briefly for five minutes stint and give your defence in uh, for Schalke, then please, you're more than welcome. I think they need it now. Um, okay. So with that all said, let's crack on. Let's look ahead at some of the uh, some of the players to watch, and let's talk some kickstock stats. Let's go. Let's roll.
Okay, James, I'm going to hit you with some players, and I would love to hear your opinion whether they're going to rise or fall uh, on Kickstarter in the in the next uh, match week. All right, I'll try my best. I can't I can't say I'm any expert, but first player Dio Upamecano has been out with injury. French defender from uh, Leipzig, big talent, uh, is wanted by a lot of clubs. His value now is nine thousand four hundred seventy-eight. Rise or fall? Ooh, um, Leipzig have been Leipzig have been in strange form. They've drawn a lot of games recently, um, and they've been conceding a few so I reckon I reckon he'll go up though I reckon he'll go up I really like Upa Meccano he's a solid player and um, I mean I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be at Leipzig but I'm sure he'll go to one of the big clubs when he's matured so I think he'll go up what do you think what do you reckon um, I agree oh, simple as that perfect <laughs> did, uh, did I nail that one we always have to uh, talk about him which we already did but uh, let's predict Erling Haaland went out with an injury will he play you don't know um, yeah, do you know what his injury was? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. But you know, he's still extremely cheap on uh, Kickstarter with only four thousand twenty-one. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Because he that's came. A bargain, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a bargain. But he came from Salzburg in the winter, of course. So his yeah. uh, his starting value right. was low, but he, uh, he definitely performed. He, so uh, would you t- would you take the risk? Yeah, for sure. At a price like that, definitely. I mean, if you're talking about Upa Meccano at nine nine point whatever, um, in four grand, I mean, four for Erling Haaland, yeah, that's an absolute steal, isn't it? Surely. He's bound to go up. I would have uh, thought at least. The next one, Kai Havertz. He's Gold uh, boy, my man. Yeah, he's been extremely well. Two di- two games ago, he got a match rating of 9.6. Is now rated at 14,767. What do you expect? Go up or down? Um, that for me sounds quite expensive uh, I also think strikers have the toughest job in football I mean obviously the hardest thing in a football game is to score a goal isn't it so um, I don't know I, I, I Havertz re- is a midfielder yeah, attacking mid yeah but he, he gets himself in and around the box I mean he's there obviously to create goals but he does score a fair few goals as well I think I think he, I think he'll go down I think he'll actually go down okay. I don't know who are their next opposition um, uh, Freiburg tomorrow. Uh, you know what? Freiburg's form's not been fantastic. Uh, they they don't concede too much, but I think you know what? He you might get a couple goals. So actually, actually, I'm going to reassess that. I'm going to think. I think he might go up just slightly. A change of opinion. Yeah, very marginally. All very right. marginally. I'm going to change my opinion on that. Well, no changing now because we're moving on to the next. By the way, one. can I just confirm? Like, I'm not the official the official voice of reason for people buying players this weekend what do you mean you're the expert we're going to call you the expert moving on (laughs) Um, we got to get one Schalke player in there Hennis are you listening Salif Sané defender who's fairly highly priced also um, um, he's priced at 9,924 he's had a good season until now but last game he dropped 9% do you think he's going to perform better than he did last game and go up no no sorry Schalke Schalke just leaking goals like a leaky faucet um Crap, Hennis, I'm sorry, crap, uh, going down. All right, and then the last one, we'll go to the leaders, Bayern München. Yeah, let's let's take Alfonso Davies, priced at 7,336. I reckon the only way he's going to go up is if he, you know, if he really con- contributes to the attacking... Uh, to the attacking play of Dort- of uh, Bayern with assists or goals. You know what? For me, for this guy, the only way is up. Honestly, he's he's the he's my man. Alfonso Davies is my man. I, I love him. So. so we'll see him back in your portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's 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 there and he's staying there. Uh, definitely going up. So yeah. So Davies will be in your portfolio. Davies, Davies for sure. In my okay. Yeah. Well then, uh, you know. You can easily join the Bundesliga battle on Kickstarter and actually prove that you made the right choices. Oh yeah! Uh, the battle will be open uh, from tomorrow, and then it will go on the whole match round, where you can where you can really prove your knowledge against uh, and whoever gets the most percentage increase 
during that time period, which is the the match round. They'll win the battle and eternal glory. You got <laughs> sounds good to me. You got a prize for this one. The prize is eternal glory. I don't know what you want more than that. No, but yeah, the winner of the battle will get a shout out on Instagram. We'll give them a phone call um, next podcast to see how they won, what their strategy was. Uh, we'd love to hear that, of course, and um, and there'll definitely be uh, be more prizes in the future. So uh, it's a good it's a good practice way to to see how good you are and uh, and, to, and to put your money where your mouth is. Perfect. Tell you what, we can donate that Manchester City shirt you're wearing, and uh, anyone can burn it. Anyone can burn it if they feel free. Feel free to do it the way you want. You know, take it to the tip, uh, bury it in your garden. It's up to you. I thought this uh, the was choices suppo- are endless. I thought this was supposed to be a neutral podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that went out the window. A while. As soon as you put that city shirt on, that went out the window. Okay. So, Victor, you're a man of stats. You're a man of football. You know your stuff. I can't deny that. How much do you think you know about Bundesliga, though? You know, have you been have you been lifelong watcher of Bundesliga? Uh, well, I wouldn't say lifelong. I've always watched watched it, but uh, I feel like uh, the question that's coming is. Uh, uh, well, okay. It's an uh, extensive one. So. But you know what? I, I, I think you're a knowledgeable guy when it comes to football. Um, so I've got a couple of Bundesliga questions that I want to ask you just to test your knowledge. I, I just want to see just how much you know about the league, right. maybe some of its history. And this is for some of the, maybe some of the listeners out there as well. Feel free to join along. See if you can answer these questions. Number one, I'm going to start you off with an easy one, right? How many consecutive league titles have Bayern Munich now won? Not including if they win this season. Uh, six. Yeah. When was the last time Dortmund won it? You know that, that was with Jurgen Klopp. Mm. That was before he went to, I would say, 2014. Oh, close. So they win, they win 2013 Champions League final. Yeah. But they last won in uh, the 2011-2012 season. So it's oh, so not that se- close. seven in a row now. Seven oh, in a row. Okay. If you want, I can give you some options on these questions. You know what? I might, just because I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling uh, lenient. I don't want you to play nice with me. Huh? So next question. Which club got promoted to the Bundesliga for the first time this season? Well, you mentioned him, Union Berlin. Good man, you've been paying attention. I just want to see if you're paying Sometimes attention. Sometimes I listen to you. Yeah. Who's the all-time top scorer in the Bundesliga? Do you know that? I'll give you, I'll give you four options on this one. Right, yeah. I'll give you four options. You've got Klaus Fischer, Claudio Pizarro, Robert Lewandowski, or Gerd Müller. It's, Ger- it's Gerd Müller. Is that your final answer? Are you sure? Well, it's either Gerd Müller or Lewandowski. But I'm going to stick with Gert. Yeah, the, it's definitely bomber. Gert. It's definitely Gert, good yeah. man. Yeah, he's, he's banged in uh, 365 top flight goals for Bayern Munich. Who scored the winner when Bayern Munich beat Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League final in Wembley in 2013? Are you even going to ask me that question? <laughs> Do I even need to give you the options? The man who redeemed himself after <laughs> missing the penalty uh, the year before against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. My friend, my fellow Dutchman, Arjen Robben. The pacey Dutch winger, yep. Popped up with an 89th minute goal in London, so he sealed the 2-1 win. Good man, good man, you're paying attention. Um, In 2015, how many minutes did it take Robert Lewandowski to score five goals for Bayern Munich against uh, Wolfsburg? Was it five? It was nine. Oh, nailed it. Don't even need don't even need the options. You know, it's stuff. Yeah, Polish striker, he came off the bench, half-time. Half-time as well. Um, and that's made, how you make an impact huh? yeah yeah, and then uh, scored exactly and then he scored fuck, in nine minutes I mean, well, you just... have that famous Pep Guardiola reaction yeah. hands on his cheek exactly going, what's going on here exactly. he couldn't exactly. believe it no but I mean that guy's just gold dust and um, okay and here's, here's, a, here's a trick one well not a trick one but this is the, the bonus round question and if anyone gets this at home I'm going to be very impressed with you alright which Bundesliga club did Kevin Keegan play for in the 1970s King Kev I know you know yeah but I'll wait before uh, so people can actually give a think. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. It's a nice app. <laughs> um, do you want me to say? Go on, who was it? Hamburg. Yeah. Do you remember the season? Bonus points for season. Uh, 
That's got to be... Talking 70s. 78. Oh, great job. 78, 79, yep. And he actually helped them win the league that season. So, Vic, I gotta, I've got to admit, I'm actually impressed. I'm impressed with Bundesliga knowledge. All right. Yeah. I did my research on these. I wouldn't have gotten half of these uh, if I hadn't done my research, but you've done well. I think you got like four out of five on that one. Thank you very much, James. That's pretty good. Right. So, you, you know your Bundesliga, you know your stats. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Good man. So Vic, as a wrap up to the pod, you got any parting words for the people out there? I mean, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, of course. Uh, <laughs> take it a bit more lightly this time. <laughs> if you have a recommendation for the name, we'd love to hear it. And uh, you know, yeah. if you you know if you want, uh, uh, we can easily give you guys a call next podcast. You know, hear your thoughts. We'd love to. Yeah. I know that uh, Mathieu is out there. You know, on the tip of his chair, oh, aching to 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 give his opinion. Uh, so Matt, you know, give us a call. Anyone else? Uh, let us know. And uh, James, once again, it's been an honor. No, it's been fun. It's been fun. I hope uh, anyone out there, especially Kickstocks users, managed to at least get some valuable insights into maybe the players to look out for in the coming rounds. And I hope you guys are just as excited as us to watch the football coming up. So we'll be back next week with another podcast, another weekend preview. Hope you can join us and see you next time.